Welcome to track number two of If You Love the Lord. Forget about all these funny prayers you are praying. Start to pray for the spirit of wisdom, revelation, spirit of understanding. And what again? And that you may know what is the hope of your calling. What? Even to know that the hope of your calling that you are called. When you read, it's a, it's a blessing. When you read Rejoiner's book, he said the greatest folly was for people to rise up, live their lives, huh? never doing anything for the Lord. So he's, he's praying that people will know their call. And most Christians don't know their call. Most people don't even think about their call. When they think of call, the maximum is that you should, you should pay tithes. Give an offering. Give a special offering. That's all. How many people know they are calling? I want to know my God. My blessing is connected to my calling. My blessing is connected to fulfilling my call. My future is connected to fulfilling my call. My prosperity is connected to fulfilling my call. So if I don't even know my call, if I don't even know that, I don't even know what is going to prosper me. I don't even know how I'm going to even survive. I don't know anything about my life if I don't even know my calling. Much less the hope of the calling. These are what we should pray for according to the will of God. These are what you should be praying for. What? One day when I started uh, doing crusades, I had a revelation. Suddenly I found myself, I was coming to attend the crusade, I was coming to preach. Then I was coming from behind the stage. But I could not see what was in front of the stage. Just as I was about to get onto the stage, a man came to prevent me from coming onto the stage. So I started fighting. I said, I am going on the stage and I'm going to preach. And the guy was fighting with me. As he was fighting with me, I just moved my head to the side like this to see. Then I saw the people. Hey! A sea. A sea of people. And the Lord said, you see, the devil, he wants to prevent you from seeing something great that you are supposed to see in this evangelism that you are doing. God was showing me the hope of that call to be an evangelist. He was showing me the hope of my calling. You don't know what God has called you to do. And if you know what God has called you to do and you know what is inside the call, I never knew that as I'm standing here today. My main work is to be canceling invitations. That's one of the main things I do is to cancel invitations. How, how would I ever know that my main work would be to be canceling invitations? You are invited, so I can't go. Invited, I can't go. Invited, I can't go. Invited, yesterday, I canceled two. I can't go here. I can't go here. I can't go here. I can't go here. It's amazing. You never know that it is true until it has happened to you. May you pray. Eh? I'm showing you prayer. So I'm not, I'm not giving you good news. I'm giving you prayer topics. 
May you pray these prayers. From to every day when you pray after five minutes, you don't know what to say again. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit of understanding. My the hope of your calling. In Jesus' name. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Well, as soon as your words are finished, well, that's the next word. Join it to tongues. Small tongues, then spirit of wisdom and revelation. Small tongues, pray for understanding. Small tongues, pray for the hope of your cause. Small tongues, pray for the spirit of wisdom. Hey! Your processor, which made you get grade two at O level. Grade two. Do you know O level? Grade two at O level. That processor, God will touch it. It will become a grade one processor. Do you know O level? What exam do you do? SSS. What, what is the uh, passing and what is bombing? So when you have a good call, you get what? I mean, but when it's six A's, seven A's. But when you are a bomber, seven F's, five D's, five E's, seven E's and one B. B in Islamic studies. Now, there is a way your mind works. Everything you are taught, you don't pass the exam. It's true. It's the way you process things. They'll spend this teaching you. Uh, say, this one processing. No good. This one processing. Very good. This one processing. So they give you the exam. And you process. And you write. Then they look and say, hmm. Processor, 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 processor. Then they say, no, your processor is not very good. Be a carpenter. Go here, carpenter. Your processor is not so good. You have to be a welder. Your processor is not very good. You are a cleaner. Your processor, your processor is very good. You can be a manager. Your processor is very good. You can be this. Your processor is the way you are processing. I'm telling you. So as I'm preaching, everybody is processing it differently. Some are seeing something different. Some are seeing something else. Hey. 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 Processing. And then what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? Praying that you know the power. Because there is always power when you are working with God. There are miraculous things. There are supernatural things. There are powerful things. Hey, you cannot, it's not just doctrines and teachings. As I'm standing here, it's, I'm standing here by grace. I'm standing here by supernatural mercies and powers that are working on my behalf. There is always a power that comes and adds to whatever knowledge you have. It's not just a processing of knowledge, but there's power, workings, and miracles and graces. David said, oh my God, you have saved me, you have, your, 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 your marvel, you have shown me your marvelous kindness in a besieged city. I was besieged though, but you showed me a marvelous loving kindness in a besieged city. You see, so what he's saying is that even though he was in the city surrounded, 
the Lord showed him his marvelous loving kindness in a besieged city. When you are serving God, there is always a power and a miraculous element. That is why David said, you are my sword and my shield, my defender. Even though the real swords fighting with real swords, the Lord is my sword, my shield. When the people come, can you imagine war? All this side versus all this side in those days. With uh, blades sharpened. Everybody, before you come to fight, will you not sharpen? Will you not sharpen very sharp? So that if it just touches it, you just snap. <laughs> and everybody is coming with the sharpest sword. Sharp, sharp. David said, You are my shield. <laughs> You are my strong tower, my fortress, my deliverer, my God in whom I will trust. What? If the Lord is not your shield, then what is going to happen to you? There is a power element in our serving God. It's not just step by step cleverness and goodness. There is a power that is at work in all that we are doing. Shabba yabba. Leva sakabolo. Lama shaka yabba lababa. David said, in my alarm, I said, I am cut off, O Lord, from before thine eyes. But the Lord answered my supplication. He thought God had cut him, cut him off. He said, in my alarm, I said, I am cut off. From before thine eyes. But the Lord answered my prayers and my supplications. That's how he knew that he was not cut off. But he, he was alarmed. He told her, hey, I've been cut off from the eyes of the Lord. The Lord is no more seeing me. You know, when I was at a crusade, this last crusade, there was a man who came like this. He holds a stick like this. Shaking. Like this. He went to the hospital and they told him that it's old age. And he said, No, I have a brother who is older than me. <laughs> he doesn't walk like this. The man was shaking like this, shaking like this, shaking like this. So he said, During the prayer time, they said, Put your hand. So he closed his eyes and he put his hand. And as he was standing there, suddenly, he said, hey, I've stepped on, you know that wires, sometimes the wires on the floor. So sometimes we go, why with the rain? So he said, I've stepped on an electric wire. So he opened his eyes to see the electric wire. There was no electric wire. No, no. The power, the power of the Holy Ghost. Hey! of all the many miracles I just remember the man he said I thought I've stepped on I've stepped on electric wire with the water because of the rain I've stepped on electric power and he, then he realized that he was now healed he was walking look there is a power associated with working for God and working with God. 
If you think everything is just by step by step, step by step doctrines and ideas, no. There is a supernatural element. May you see that supernatural element in your life. That is why we pray for the surpassing greatness of his power. And we will see it, we will also know it. Otherwise, your life will be different from the way it is supposed to be. Hallelujah. Are you going to pray this kind of prayer? This is what you should be praying for now. When you pray, spirit of revelation, spirit of understanding, the power of God. Yeah. These are how you should be praying. That's it. Stop wasting your time on prayers that will not be answered. This one is for sure. God was not going to say, you asked me for spirit of wisdom. What reason will he not give you wisdom? And especially that processor of yours. It made you not do well in school. It made you not do well in your relationships. Certain beloved who, when they saw that your processor is not correct, they saw that your processor is not correct. When they say something, they realize that your mind is going this way. Oh! Okay, more prayers. Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. This is what you should be praying for. Instead of praying to be a macho man. You are praying for strength in the inner man. Instead of trying to develop muscles. Praying for muscles. Which are no more used even in fighting. (laughs) Muscles are no more used in fighting. Real fighting, nobody uses muscles. The mind is what is used to fight. It is in the days of <laughs> Alexander the Great and those guys. That is when your muscles are important. And now we don't use muscles. We can kill lions. You don't have to be having any extra muscles to kill a lion. You need wisdom. You can finish off three lions, two elephants just now. With the mind. 
is not even telling you to pray eh, that you'll be strengthened in the inside, the inner man. Which is where a lot of us have a weakness. Now, one of the reasons why I love to send people to the mission field is because it will bring out any weakness in you. Which is covered by being at the Kodesh. <laughs> oh, you see, right now, all your weaknesses are you have an umbrella because you are here with us. When you are with us, you are covered. Whatever you are not is not seen. You see, I used to play instruments. Sometimes we have two keyboards, three. We play drums, this, this, that. Sometimes when you are not playing, nobody knows you are not playing. When you reach somewhere, you don't know how to play. You just be. Terrible. Nobody knows. Because another person is also playing. So you are covered all the time. So sometimes you play something, nobody, nobody even knows that you are not really doing anything out there. Because there's more of you. Three, four keyboards, everybody's there. Everybody's playing something. So all your weaknesses are brought out on the field. When you go to the mission field, that's when you see that you cannot control yourself. Ghanaian girls are some of the coolest girls you have in the whole world. Ghana girls. Yeah. Coolest. In terms of attracting you to cause you to fall. Ghana girls. Yeah, some of them. I mean, it's like when you are playing World Cup and you get a team that you can easily beat. It's true. When you go outside. Why do you think there's so much HIV, for instance, in South Africa? In South Africa, I think there are places where the parents inject the child. 12 years old, they start to inject them. Immunization against pregnancy. They give them um, the pill by injection. The father will give them. So that she doesn't get pregnant. Why do you think there's so much age? Everybody has slept with everybody before. They have a different strain of HIV, they say, but it's also the culture. It's when we went to South Africa, we said they encouraged them, marry, 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 marry. They don't marry. Zimbabwe, Lesotho, Namibia. Oh, this, that culture is there. Kenya. Hey. So, you, you are in Ghana. You say you have overcome temptation. <laughs> you are joking. Go to Brazil. Go to Colombia. One day, I went somewhere. And some Colombian ladies came to give a speech. Were pastors. The, the, The Colombian lady 
and then her daughter who was also grown up they had powerful breasts listen I'm telling you a story giving the speech because they were giving a speech to other pastors I was bowing down my head and I was saying that ah, these people are they not aware of how they are dressed and where they are because the breast has almost it just left with the nipple that hasn't come out that's the only thing that is left and they were, and they were giving a speech they were giving a speech to senior pastors. And I realized that that is normal to them. It's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't obscene to them. It's normal. So that's why I said that you, you are here. You think you are strong. There is a place. That is where you will be tested. I will see what you are made of. Or anywhere, they were giving speeches. Pastors, they were, they, were, they, were bringing, they were bringing fraternal greetings from their country. Yeah. But that is, that is normal to them. That all the sisters are wearing, they are covered up, up to the neckline. They are covered. There is a place you say, what? Well, oh, here we cut off all that. <laughs> you must be praying for strength in the inner man because you see you don't even know how weak you are that's why sometimes I, I like to send people to the mission field that's where they will see that they cannot even control their wife oh yeah you see differences in husbands by the mission field yeah when you say to her come she say huh when you say sit you say hmm because that's where you see your powers and see that you don't have strength. That's why I like to send people to the mission field. Where you see, that's where you see where you are. Financial management is poor. Yeah. Survival abilities is zero. You cannot survive. No matter what is given to you or what is done for you. That's where we see. So, so that even if you get another location to work, you appreciate it. And, and even appreciate missionaries. People who look after missionaries must appreciate them. What they do. It's true. Otherwise, you never know what somebody is going through to be there. Amen. Amen. That's why you should pray for strength because you don't even know that you are weak. Strength in the inner man because something will show you that you are not strong. Something will come and show you that. You see now. You see now. You see that you were not as strong as you thought. You see now. You see that you are not strong. That's why the mission field is a good experience. Everybody should go at least for some time. 
You see fire, fire for fire, and you see that. You say you are a soldier. When you hear popo, then you see that you are melting. How many want to go on the mission field? Uh, uh, Are you ready for what is coming there? You see, when you see somebody's tent falling down, don't say, why is your tent falling down? There are seven main keys that stabilize tents. Number one, the peg that you use. Number two, the rope. Number three, the reinforcing cables. Number four, this. Number five is number six. No. Wind direction. Principles. When we took our tents to Tamale, that is where we saw that. Neither by principles nor by strategies will this tent be standing anywhere. Because there is a wind if it blows on you, no matter the principle that you have used, you will come down. Yeah! That's what people don't realize in life. So sometimes when you see problems happen to someone, what do you realize that you've never been that high up in the north to see such a wind before. So you don't know what, what can happen if such a wind, bad wind blows on you. In spite of all your principles and everything, you see that when that wind blows, few can ever stand. And that the average person will just give up. So when you see something happening to somebody, start praying. When you see your brother's beard on fire, go and collect your water quickly. Put it by your side. Should in case yours also catch fire. Don't start saying, how can your your beard be on fire? I mean, how? Principles that will keep your beard from catching fire. Number one, number two, number three. Shave regularly. Two, this, this, three. This. <laughs> Use Gillette. Number three is what? Triple blades. A bad wind. A bad wind can change all your principles. That's why you should pray for strength. So that in the evil day, you will be able to stand. May you stand in that evil day in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you going to pray for strength? That's Ephesians 3. All this is in my book, Strategy for Prayer. So that Christ may, where is it? May dwell in your hearts. Through faith. Amen. Amen. So that Christ may dwell. You would have thought that Christ, I've accepted Christ in my heart. Hmm. As my savior. But you see, what comes out of your spirit when you speak? That's why we know what's in your heart. Some of you, money is in your heart. It's not Christ who is in your When you speak, no, it's money that you speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
If Christ and Jesus is all that is deep in your heart, when you speak, we will feel it. But Christ is not dwelling in our although yeah, Christ is our Savior, but He's not dwelling in our hearts in a certain way. And that's what He's praying that Christ will be possessed and filled and consumed with Christ. One day, my little daughter said, you know, give me some volume. Whoever is taking up my volume. My little daughter was watching, I think, The Passion, or she was watching some film on Christ. Then she was, she was crying. So my wife asked her, what, what are you, what is, why are you crying? So the way they treated Jesus, so bad. She was crying for. That is how you and I, as we have grown, should rather be feeling. Crying. For the way Christ was treated for us. But now, we are not like that at all. Which of us will cry because Christ has been beaten for you? You, All your mind is that he should be beaten so that you will be saved. (laughs) By his stripes we are here. After all, if he was not beaten, we cannot be here. We need the beatings. It is his duty. It is his duty to be beaten. We... We are okay, but it's his duty to be beaten. A child is crying because Christ has been beaten. Why are they beating him so much? They don't treat him well. After all that he did for them. When was the last time that Christ is so much in your heart that you even think or feel that way? It is not. It is not. Are you listening to me? We are praying prayers in the Bible. That you being rooted and grounded in love. Wow. May be able to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. He says that you should pray, amen, Amen. to comprehend, alright, that you should be rooted and grounded in love. We, We wouldn't want to pray for something like that. Oh Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name that I be rooted and grounded in love. I mean, you pray such a, I want to be rooted and grounded in this. It doesn't occur to you. see, but this is what you should pray. Rooted in love. And I'm telling you, without it, you are not going anywhere to happen. By all means, something is going to test your love. And that's what we have difficulty in. That is why the whole world is in conflict. Do you know that the world is in conflict? Fighting. Always fighting. Whenever you meet somebody who has the ability to win by not fighting, the first principle of war is try to win the war without fighting. The high Sun Tzu. If you've ever read Sun Tzu, the art of war, the first principle is win without going to war, without fighting, if possible. War is expensive. Everybody suffers when you go to war. So the greatest strategy in war is to win without shooting one shot. Yeah, it's the greatest way of fighting. 
<laughs> it's a principle. The Bible says the devil was bound for 1,000 years. And when he was released, the whole world was at peace for 1,000 When he was released, he went and gathered the nations to war. I mean, that's the first thing that he does. As soon as Satan is released into our life, he gathers us. You come and you fight. Team A, team B, fight. This side versus this side, fight. It's the sign of the presence of the devil. Now, a person who is rooted and grounded in that, when the devil says, you come, I'll show you who you fight. Fight with this person. You see, it doesn't take anything for the devil to just suggest one and you are fighting. But when you are rooted and grounded in love, come. When you are rooted and grounded in love, and I am the devil, you are, I am the devil, and I say, come, let me show you, fight with him, kill him. You see now, it's not rooted and grounded in love. If you were rooted and grounded in love, I will call you and you never come. Come and try again. If you are rooted, 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 and I say, go and kill this person. Go and fight him. Quarrel. He's grounded and rooted in love. But you see how he was behaving at first. So ready to kill. So ready to fight because he, he, the devil is always calling us fight with this, fight with this. Should I tell you which of the pastors in Accra the devil has made me fight since I became a pastor? I mean, which he has called me to fight with. Should I tell you? Should I? You promise you will not tell anybody. Promise, promise. Raise your hand if you promise. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. I'll just tell you the pastors in Accra whom the devil has called me to fight with. Should I tell you? Yes. You sure? Yes. All of them. <laughs> oh. Oh. There is hardly any church that, well, when I say all of that, I mean the charismatics. I, there's hardly anything I can't tell you a story about why I should be, not be in conflict with each of them and not have anything to do with them and not talk to them. Yeah. There's hardly any chat I can tell. This, you mention, I'll, I'll give you a story. I'll sit you down and tell you a story. <laughs> true stories. Each one, true story. Stop, you just think of a church. I'll tell you a story. It's amazing. But you see, when you are rooted, but you will not see that. I'm friends with all of them. Yeah, I flow with all. Because I saw that thing, I said the Satan was loose from there. And he gathered the nations to come. So he's coming to gather me. I said, I won't be gathered. I won't be gathered. I won't be gathered. I refuse to be gathered. When the devil comes into a house, a home, he would say to the, what's your name? He would say to the wife, you, and then call the husband, what's your name? Portia and Joseph. He say, Portia, attack him, he's bad. And then, Joseph, attack her. 
That's it. Fighting. It's a sign of the presence. But when you are rooted and ground, when they say attack, you just look and say, never. I will not take you on. Because you are Every quarrel you have shows how little love you have. Every single quarrel you have. No matter how justified it is, it shows how little love. Number 18. Verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend with the saints, verse 18, what is the breadth and length and height and depth? Amen. Amen. It is only when you are rooted and grounded in love that you can comprehend. You see, it's only when you walk in love that you can understand the extent of things. You see, for instance, if you don't, if, if you love me, you will understand me more. Read the verse. It says that you may comprehend the length. You see that you will be rooted and grounded so that you can comprehend the length and breadth and height and depth. Not of God, of any, anything. There's not, not of the length and depth and breadth of, of God. The length and depth and breadth of anything, you comprehend it when you love it. When you are full of love. When you love someone, don't you understand the person? You understand why and explanation and that's the background and then the reason. When you don't love the person, you don't see any reason why. Yeah. Did you get it? Or you don't get it? Should I say it again? Should I say it again? You should just read it in English. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with the saints what is the height and the length and the breadth and the depth. That's all. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend height, length, depth, breadth. When you are rooted and grounded in love, you understand height, length, depth, breadth of anything. You understand a lady and her behavior when you are rooted in love. When you are not rooted in love, you don't understand. So you are useless. You are, you are foolish. I can't stay with you. Go away. When you are, yes, next, the person comes. <laughs> when you are rooted in love, you understand people. So people, it's only people who have Love, who are given authority. If, if you don't have love, you cannot understand people. You see, like poor people. You cannot be a leader of poor people if you don't love, have love. When you are leading a poor person, you must understand him, how his mind works. Poor people, they think differently. Their eye is on their salary. Their eye is on their wages. Never withhold, even for one day, the wages of a very poor person. You have to understand how it's... He does nothing and his eye... The Bible says his eye is on that thing. 
Everything he has from hand to mouth is different from talking to a manager. Are you there? But if you are not filled with love, love for laborers, love for very poor, love for the rich, you never have a certain depth and breadth breadth and length of understanding that you may comprehend, understand the length, understand the depth of this problem, understand the width, understand the height of a woman or a man or a marriage. Do you understand? So pray that God will give you love. Many madams, you see that they don't have any love for their house helps. It's true. You see how they behave towards the girls. Get out! But when you look at the girl, you may realize that she's even more beautiful than you, only that she has no money to do her hair. And she couldn't go to school. And she's actually even nicer than you. And that you, if we were to cut off your hair and put some granules on top of your hair, you are just the same as that woman who is walking there. But you see, they, they don't have that understanding to accommodate this person. Sometimes you see people shouting at someone. I say, look, if the person had, if you love the person, you understand. If the pe- you understand the length and breadth of the person's the person is not that intelligent. If he was that intelligent, he would not be in the house doing that job. Or would you, would, you not, would you not have gone to do computer science? So why are you killing the person for what he cannot do or she cannot do? But you see, when you, don't, when you are not rooted in love, you don't understand people. You don't understand anybody. You don't even understand thieves. When you are rooted in love, you understand a thief. We have compassion for it. Oh, yeah. One day, we caught a suspected thief. And he said he, he didn't steal. And I said, fine. No problem. It's not even one of the things that I'm worrying my head about. If you didn't steal, fine. If you stole, be careful. It's from God. But as I was analyzing, I realized that I am not worried about a thief. I rather try to secure myself from a thief. But I rather pray for, I rather pity for them. Because there are two types of stealing. Three. One, sometimes a problem. When something is there, they cannot help but to take it. Some people have a real problem. Start praying. You see, you don't have love. That's why you don't know about that. Some of you, if you catch a thief, he will die in your hands. He will die in your hand today. He will die in your hands today. Is number two people still because they they are genuinely in need. Who, who, so are these people looking for somebody? Sometimes people are in need. That is why they steal. They need something. Truly. Even if it's in the Bible, you should be careful when somebody has stolen because he's poor. And some people steal because they are, it's, it is even fun to them. They steal to get more. So you see, you've got, when you are full of love, when you are in authority, you have to deal with thieves too. In my position, you always have, you have to deal with thieves. 
What are you going to do? Is thief? He cannot help himself. He's got a wife. Has got children. He cannot pay his school fee at his age. Now when you sack him, what work is he going to do? You have to think about all those things when you are dealing with it. When you don't have love, you will not think about the length and depth and breadth of this problem. You will just say, out. It's finished for you. That's why you are not in charge. If you are in charge, we will all die under you. We are waiting for you to mature in love. Then you can be put in charge. And then with a hand of love and mercy and firmness, you can also look after them, including the thieves. They are also your duty to look after. Oh, you don't understand my message. The length and breadth and depth of a thief. Huh? Are you there? The length and depth and breadth of a fornicator. Amen. And then finally, and that you may know the love of Christ with which surpasses knowledge. Amen. Amen. Love, that you may know the love of Christ which is greater than the knowledge. Knowledge is better, love is better than knowledge. Give me somebody who loves me rather than somebody who knows a lot. I'll choose a person who loves me rather than the person who knows a lot. Oh? If I have to choose somebody to build a house and I have somebody who knows a lot about building and somebody who loves me, I'll choose the person who loves me because love surpasses knowledge. Love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Now you see, you didn't know that love is more important than knowledge. So when you grow in the Lord and you pray all these prayers, you start to see how great these things will be coming to you. Amen? Amen. Are you there? These are all prayers that you should pray. So I think it's a diversion that we took. I don't know how come we got into all that. But that was number six. Amen. It is important to pray according to the will of God. Number seven. It is important to go places by the will of God. Amen. Are you there? Number seven, it is important to go places by the will of God. Verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God, to me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, that I might come unto you with joy by the will of God. Glory to God. It is important to go places by the will of God that I may come unto you with joy. Amen. Amen. Are you there? What do you think? That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. 
that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. You only come with joy when you are in the will of God. How many want joy in your life? How many want to be in America with sadness? Aha. Uh-huh. How many want to be in England with sadness? So you see, joy, going with joy, it comes by going in the will of the Lord. So you can be full of joy in Suhum. You can be full of joy in Damongo. You can be full of joy in a village in Nigeria. You can be full of joy in any part of the world if you are coming by the will of the Lord. That's what people don't realize. You see, do you know why I know? I told you about those two West African countries that love to travel. Did I tell you about them? Do you know how I, I know? Many times when they come visiting, they are so surprised when they see us happy here. This is what they comment about. We, we, you ask, the people are so happy. They are flowing. They are happy. But the question, were you expecting us to be sad? Were you expecting something different? You see, because when you see Africa on the news, even when they are playing the World Cup and they are doing the commentary about us, it's so unfortunate. I was listening to the commentary when the Ghana was playing with USA. And you can see that the guy wanted USA to win. Clearly. I mean, even when it was 15 minutes to time, he was saying, we don't know who is going to play with Uruguay. Well, we are, we are leading 2-1. 15 minutes to time. We don't know who is going to play with. Five minutes to time. He was still saying that same thing. We, we, we are yet to see who is going to play with Uruguay in the semi-final or the quarter-final. We are going to see. Will it be USA? Will it be... Ah. We are leading the team by 2-1. You are saying we are still going to see who is going to play with Uruguay. Yeah. yeah we, we have not scored any goals. In 40 matches, we have scored one goal or two goals. We haven't scored any goals. So, brothers and sisters, you need to go places with joy. And if you're going to be happy, you need to be in the will of the Lord. You can, America can be the will of God, and that's where you should be. That's where you should be if it's the will of the Lord. One time I had a pastor who went to Kenya. And later he went to America. I was happy with him. He believes that he should be there. And I I believe it too. I believe what you believe. I believe what you believe. If, If you believe that, I believe it. And I pray that you be blessed there. Amen. Whatever you believe, is what I believe. I'm going to be encouraging people to work for God and to go everywhere. It includes America. It includes Kenya. So wherever you end up being, you must go there by the will of God. 
And when you are there by the will of God, you are going to be happy there. I met a certain brother. He used to be a worship leader in one of our churches. And he got a, I don't know whether it's a green card or something, and he went to live in America. So after some years, I went to visit him. When I went there, actually the only reason why I went there because his wife was complaining. They were so unhappy. So when I went to visit him, I realized that he was turning into a homosexual. So his wife showed me, look at, look at the film that he's watching. So when the brother came, I said, what are these films you are watching now? Men are giving you their complimentary cards. Inviting you and you are following them. Meanwhile, you have a wife and a child or children. You are turning into a... So I told the brother, I said, maybe it would have been better that you didn't come here. He said, oh, he thinks it would have been better that he didn't even come here. You see, there are many journeys that don't end with joy. They end with distraction. So make sure that you are in the... America is not necessarily the will of God for you. No. America is not heaven. Take it out of your coconut. England is not heaven. Germany is not heaven. Take it out of your coconut. Be young and believe it. Be young and believe it. Be young and believe it. But when you are old, you believe it anyway. You will say, either here or there, whichever is the will of God. If God wants me to be in America, oh, you see me inviting the whole world to America. God wants me to be here, I'll be here. Amen? Amen. So you must go to a place with joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Number eight. You can give your whole life to the Lord. To a man of God, if it is the will of God. More of our brethren, we do you to wit in Romans, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. We do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Verse 3. For to their power, I bear record, and beyond, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Wow. This is a scripture which also shows that people actually can give themselves to a man of God and say, whatever you say I should do, I will do. But if you are going to do that, it must be by the will of God. 
Amen. Amen. There are people that have given themselves to me. Whatever I say they should do, they will do. But you must only give yourself to, like Paul said, some people, they've given themselves to us. They give themselves to God and to us by the will of the Lord. It must be by the will of the Lord. If it is not by the will of the Lord, it is not a blessing. It will become something else. Are you listening? Are you still around? Ida? Are you still there? Come and sing for us before we go to number nine.